I'm delighted, I've been la-di-da-din Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top Man, these boys, they be potting I trust them like a lot And they told me that I get it Guess what, I got it You should do it too You will never lose If you ever do Must have been a ruse Ricky, that's my dude Stoops are super cool Sharks up in the pool I've been sparking up my tools I've been looking to win Spend a little again I've been first fiddled it in My God, I riddled again I told them stop clowning around They said what goes up comes down I said I'm down with the sickness My team stay ill now Come get this I'm just so dead to life I stay ready tonight Deep dive, we rise That's the medley, alright Debbie Delight Debbie Delight Da-da-da, da-da-da Da-da, Debbie Delight Hey! Expandtheboxscore.com. I'm your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to continue with our Pac-12 profiles. We are going to cover the wide receiver and the tight end position. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Stoops. How are you today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Excited to continue these player profiles in the Pac-12. Uh, pretty much uh, sum up the the conference this week. So definitely excited about that and, you know, keeping track of uh, we, we got in the league together, right? We finally got into a Debbie league together. So we haven't started that Debbie aspect of it, but we're in the startup and I'm keeping track of the auctions and, you know, it's just going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, you know, we've been trying to get in a league together for a little bit and then this one kind of came together and it's, it's pretty crazy how some of the things have flown by on here. I mean, it's interesting to kind of see the dollar amounts being flown around for what i mean we're you know the same guy has you know 101 102 103 and 104 so that's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out um we talked about how (laughs) you know you can only nominate three guys at a time right so and you can't nominate another guy until your guy gets you know basically purchased or whatever you know the auction ends for him and I was very excited for Carson Wentz to finally be off the board so I could <laughs> so I could finally throw a guy up there. And then literally within 20 minutes left of his, you know, auction being up, somebody threw a bid on him. So here I sit again for another 12 hours before I'm able to throw up another guy. But um, this is a lot of fun. You know what I mean? It does o- occupy a lot of time. Um, it's a very slow auction. So I think that makes it a little bit more fun because you're dissecting guys a little bit differently. And, you know, we talk about it, you know, to a certain extent, but, um, you know, you kept driving up the price on somebody and I kept on getting mad. So that's just going to continue to happen. And, um, here we are. It's a lot of fun though. Yeah. And and I'll be the first to tell you, um, I used to hate auctions. I, I used to be, no, I'm only draft and I used to only be live draft. You know, it was never this slow stuff. Like, I just wanted to get the draft over with and let's move on. And then I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try an auction. I'm going to get in. And this was about two years ago, year and a half, somewhere in that range. And I basically said, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And ever since then, um, I don't seek out auctions per se. But whenever I hear auction, I get kind of excited about it. So it, it's a lot of fun. It's just a whole different strategy. Um, but like you said, there is that time time where, uh, you know, there's 20, 30 minutes left on a guy. And you're like, all right, cool. It's going to end. We're going to move on. And then it doesn't. So... It's a little frustrating, but at the same time, there's a 12-hour clock. It is what it is. You got to deal with it and move on. So, uh, but it's a little bit more frustrating on your end, where you're ready to nominate someone, right? And here we are, waiting another yeah. 12 hours. <laughs> but it is what it is. You know, it, it's a lot of fun, different strategies. And like you said, that guy that's got the first four picks. I mean, you know, some go into it and basically say, "I'm going to win this year. I'm going to trade away this, that, and the other." And others say, "Hey, I'm I'm going to play the long game and get the youth and and move on." And my biggest thing is. 
you got to hope those top four picks hit, right? You know, you, you could have as much confidence in it as you want, but if only one of those hit, then you just spent 400 plus dollars on, you know, three picks that aren't going to pan out. So it's, it's tough. It's tough, but it's fun. I agree 100%. All right, Stoops, kick us off with the first wide receiver in the Pac-12 that you're going to talk about. Yeah, so the guy that I'm going to talk about is uh, Micah Pittman out of Oregon. He is the younger brother of uh, of one Michael Pittman Jr. that we have talked about quite a bit. Got to meet Michael over at the uh, down at the Senior Bowl. Had, a, had an enjoyable experience with that one, meeting him. So, yeah, his younger brother, Micah Pittman, over at Oregon. Um, he's a stud, man. You know, he was a true freshman this past season, so he's going into his sophomore campaign. So I think he's going to definitely have to uh, prove a little bit more. He had a quiet year. Um, he only had, he had 25 targets, 18 receptions, but that's 72% catch right there. Uh, 227 yards and two touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns counted for eight first downs. So I think he's definitely going to, definitely going to increase all those numbers this year. Um, I think he's going to be a huge, huge focal point. Um, one of the, the cons, and it's actually kind of the only con I have him of have about him is that he's losing Justin Herbert, right? That's a huge loss. I mean, you're losing a quarterback that is potentially going to be, could be upwards of a top 10 pick in the NFL draft, depending on, you know, what teams move up, move down, you know, what they're looking to do, but him losing a quarterback of that caliber is going to be a huge hit. But if I remember correctly, um, they did just get a transfer quarterback in. Um, I don't remember his name, and I don't think he was anything close to a Herbert, you know, caliber. But still, having a new quarterback come into a new um, a new scheme, I think, is gonna, you know, work wonders for for both of them. Really, it's kind of a new start on on that aspect. But Micah Pittman, I mean, he he's he's got some vacant. Uh, there's gonna be vacant stats. Obviously, a lot of guys are leaving. So, 64 receptions, 971 receiving yards, and 12 receiving touchdowns are gonna basically be what is vacant and a- available for him to really step in and. You know, take take on his own. Obviously, we've got some other guys coming in. They've got a a tight end coming in um, as a true freshman. That's it's a pretty pretty high high caliber prospect. But I think Pittman's going to be the guy there for sure. When you look at his um his I say career explosive plays, it's been the one year, but nonetheless, thirteen of his eighteen receptions went for eight yards or more. That's seventy two point two percent of his total catches that went for eight yards or more. So I think that's a pretty phenomenal stat. Whenever you really look in depth of it, he's going to get those first downs more often than not. Once you start seeing more targets, um, three of his his eighteen receptions went for uh 21 plus yards so he's definitely someone that can stretch the field yeah three out of 18 is not not huge but again when you have a lower count you know on the receptions aspect it's not going to be a a huge huge number um when you look at first and 10 plus he had six targets four receptions uh for 34 yards so definitely definitely focused on there and fourth and short i thought was pretty cool he only had one reception um only had one target but it was a 36 yard touchdown so um Definitely is able to get it done kind of wherever you need him to. And the biggest thing is, you know, we, we've talked about it with other guys, just genetics. It does speak volumes. You know, it, it's 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 an indicator of what your true potential can be. His dad was an NFL running back, um, and I believe he was on the Tampa Bay Super Bowl team uh, whenever they won. I think he was a starting running back there, if I remember correctly, Michael Pittman. So then you've got, like I said earlier, the brother, Michael Pittman Jr., who's going to be a phenomenal talent at the wide receiver position there. So, um both of them, you know, at the high school level, Michael Pittman and then uh, Micah, they both dominated at the high school level there. So 
Um, the talent's there, man. He's a four-star prospect. He was the uh, 15th-ranked receiver coming out of high school. He is only 5'11", 198, so he's not going to be an, you know, a huge, huge target. But he's got the athleticism. He's fast. He's agile. He's able to make people miss. And he's tough, man. If you watch his clips, um, and again, being Pac-12, it's a little bit harder to find this stuff. But when you watch him play, he's physical. He's not afraid of the contact. He's going to try and run you over. Um, and I absolutely love seeing that from a receiver, especially someone that's not going to be, you know, the the six four jump up and and win those fifty fifty balls, which he can do. But you know, at five eleven, um, got to have that right throw. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year. But I actually I like Micah Pittman a lot, and I think he's going to be someone to definitely keep an eye on. And I think he can have a phenomenal season coming up. Yeah, and that transitions perfect into my guy Kyle Phillips. And I'll, I'll say to you, finding tape on this guy, on these guys, is 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 almost impossible. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. you find sometimes you'll find some highlight reels and stuff like that, which is fine. But uh, Kyle Phillips, UCLA, uh, four star prospect. He's he's another guy, 5'11", 181, not the biggest guy in the world. But there's a few things that I pulled out that I found very intriguing about him as a collective whole. Um, he had 60 catches last year, 681 yards, 11.4 per catch, and then he had five touchdown catches last year. The crazy thing about this is is all five of his touchdown catches came in the red zone. Okay, this kid is five foot eleven, but had 17 red zone targets. I mean, obviously he's the number one receiver on this team. He's got the 23% dominator rating, which leads the team as well. He had 93 overall targets, but you don't always see a five foot 11 guy all, you know, unless you're like Julian Edelman, you know what I mean? And, and that's, you know, diff, you know, a different conversation. Not, maybe not, maybe he is like a Julian Edelman esque player, but when you have that guy, that's, you know, a red zone threat, like the way that, um, you know, Phillips is, I mean, 17 targets, 10 catches, five of those converted into touchdowns. Those are the type of stats that you really want out of a receiver. I mean, what's, you know, fantasy football about? You know, you want the touchdowns, you know? So it's crazy. 26% of his catches uh, last year went for 14 uh, or more yards, which is another just great number. 24 catches on first down, 10 of those going for first downs. Um, last year he had caught, um, like I said, he had caught the, uh, you know, 60 balls last year. And it, he made plays with every single one of them. This guy is very, very good. You know what? The most insane – this is a stat that I was I was talking about yesterday. Um, I think I texted you about it. Maybe I didn't. But this is one of the most insane stats I got for this guy. All right? On third and medium, this kid had 14 targets, right? 11 catches, 10 of them for first downs. That means this guy is the go-to guy for, you know, the quarterback out there in US, UCLA. Was it Huntley, right? And – I'll tell you what, that impresses me. That impresses me a whole lot that this guy is a, and I guess you can compare him there, you know, not per se, but uh, Julian Edelman, you know what I mean? Who does Brady, who did Brady look for on third and short consistently time and time again for a first down? It was Edelman. And and now you have a guy like Kyle Phillips, you know, he might not be the biggest guy, but he's scrappy. You know, he does return punts as well. He had eight punts returns last year for 180 yards. 22.5 per he had a one one touchdown that went for 69 yards which is very nice um but this guy has got a lot of talent he's a lot you know he's going to be a slot receiver somewhere in the nfl and i really think that if he can improve upon his numbers again this year i think we're looking at a kid that could really make an impact in the nfl 
um, on Sunday. So I like Kyle Phillips a whole lot. I'm interested to see what his year-over-year numbers are going to look like because his sophomore year was nice. So let's see what that junior year looks like. But um, as a collective whole, I think Kyle Phillips has a plenty of upside to be on everybody's radar. All right, Stoops, kick us off with the other receiver. I do believe this was a fan-picked receiver, correct? Correct, this was. It's Michael Wilson, uh, wide receiver out of Stanford. Um, he came on pretty strong this past season. When you go back and look at his, his freshman season, it was it was kind of what you'd expect. You know, yeah, there's there's those few freshmen that really do just kind of stand out, but he had kind of one of those, you know, get onto the field, do what you need to do, play your role, and kind of, you know, move on to the next season. So freshman season, he only had 12 catches on 20 targets um, for 120 yards and one touchdown. But when you fast forward to his sophomore season, Definitely, definitely took that step and really started to to show what he's capable of doing. He was a four-star prospect coming out of high school. So, um, you know, four-star is definitely nothing to slouch about, but he was the 42nd ranked wide receiver. So nothing nothing high, you know, nothing highly touted. But 6'2", 210, um, I like the size. I, I think he's, he's got some good size there. But looking at his stats from his sophomore season, he had a 56 receptions on 76 targets for 672 yards and five receiving touchdowns for 29 first downs. So I definitely, definitely stepped up there. And you look at dominator ratings, right? Freshman season was only to 3.5. So again, kind of came in, played his role, you know, and kept kept going. But this season, 24.6 uh, percent dominator rating that's phenomenal that's definitely something you like to see especially you know earlier in a in a player's career so i loved seeing that when you look at his red zone production for his career he's only had four targets but he caught all four passes for 21 yards and a touchdown so he's definitely not highly targeted inside the red zone um i will say though with stanford's quarterback situation last year it was kind of a uh, he almost didn't know who was going to start week to week. Um, but again, you got to think this year it's going to be Davis Mills. So I think that's going to definitely help him. And I actually went through and looked a little bit deeper. So when you look at Davis Mills, um, once he was the starter, like the games that he came in and he was the starter for, um, he had 1,828 passing yards, 11, 11 passing touchdowns. I went and looked at Michael Wilson's stats in those same games. So when uh, Davis Mills was the quarterback, Michael Wilson's stats, he had 30 catches on 46 targets for 411 yards and three receiving touchdowns. So the receiving touchdowns, that's 27.3% of Davis Mills' total touchdowns. So he was definitely someone that, that um, was targeted heavily whenever Mills was the quarterback. So I absolutely love seeing that. When you look at the career um, touches by yardage, um, his 69 total total receptions for his career, 46 of them went for eight yards or more. That's 66.7%. So he's definitely someone, again, just like Micah Pittman, right? He's able to get those yards um, after the catch. He's able to win those 50-50 balls at the 6-2 height that he has there, and he's able to just continue to jump over guys and make those, those top catches. So I absolutely loved seeing that. And the other aspect is... 10 receptions went for 21 yards or more. That's 14.5%. So he's definitely got both aspects. He's able to get those short yardage gains, but he's also able to get, you know, down the play uh, or down the field um, plays as well. Um, for this most recent season, he had nine receptions that went 21 yards or more, and four of those went for a touchdown. So that's definitely a phenomenal thing that we want to see. So um, 
I love what I've seen out of him, and he he's one that again I was not able to find a whole lot of film on. Right, it's it's been the trend unfortunately for these Pac-12 guys. But digging deeper into his career down in distance performance, um, first and ten plus, he had 39 targets, 29 receptions. That's 74.4 catch percent. There, 408 yards and three receiving touchdowns for 13 first downs. So he's definitely someone they target early and often. Absolutely loved seeing that. Second and medium. 18 targets, 15 receptions for 137 yards. No touchdowns, but he accounted for 10 first downs on that as well. And then going to third and medium, 12 targets, 7 receptions for 71 yards and a touchdown. Only had three first downs there. Um, But nonetheless, when you look at those, the first and 10 plus, and then those medium yards right there, he's getting it done, right? He's getting the ball into his hands. They're giving him the targets, and he's able to get that done for the – for the offense and keep that keep the drives rolling. So I definitely think him coming in with Davis Mills. Um, again, we are assuming Davis Mills will be the starter. You know, there at Stanford, I, I just don't see much much other competition to be completely honest. So loved what I've seen whenever they were on the field together. Whenever Mills was the actual starter, and there was one game, Week 14. Wilson had 17 targets, 10 receptions, 96 receiving yards, and a touchdown. In week 12, he had 10 targets, 5 receptions, 114 yards, and a touchdown. So he's definitely targeted pretty frequently, and I absolutely love seeing that. So I think Wilson's going to be Mills' favorite target this year. Definitely someone to keep an eye on, um, you know, and, and hopefully he can pr- continue to um, increase his stats, get a few more touchdowns, get some more yardage, as long as he keeps that dominator rating pretty Pretty solid. I think we're going to see someone that can definitely be special. So who do you got? All right. I'm going to talk about Brand Keithy. Uh, and I'll tell you what, man, <laughs> this guy, this guy is good at football. And, um, you know, Brent Keithy, he's 6'2", 235. He was a three-star prospect. But, folks, there's so many things to just jump off of the charts whenever you talk about this kid. And I, I don't even know where to start. But let's go ahead and start here. 13 of his catches on the season, 13 of his 34 catches on the season went for over 21 yards. Okay, so 38% of his mark, uh, his, his touches went for over uh, 21 yards. So there's a few things. Want. Among the f- tight ends that seen at least 40 targets last year, Keithy degenerated an explosive play of 15-plus yards on 37% of That was the highest in the country of anybody last year in tight end position and over 15 percentage points percentage points over uh the above the average okay so he was great after the catch averaging eight yards after the catch per reception as well which is phenomenal and then of course he was one of the most productive tight ends in the country last year averaging 2.72 yards per route ran last year as well um he had an overall PFF grade of 84.7 last year, which was third best in the tight end of all tight ends last year. And he's easily probably the most explosive tight end in the country right now. So let's dissect his stats a little bit last year. You know, 34 for 602, six touchdowns. But another thing that just pops off the record here, six carries for 102 yards and then three rushing touchdowns as well. This guy had um, he had five touchdowns. In a two-game st- in two-game span against Arizona and Colorado, he had four catches for 81 yards, but then he had two two carries, nine yards, two rushing touchdowns against Arizona. And then the week after, three catches, 63 yards, two touchdowns, two carries, 59 yards, and then of a score as well. This guy is a monster all over the football field, and I'm telling you what. I know Stoops likes him a lot as well, but touchdowns of 15, 21, 38, 60, and then 69. 
Okay, eight touches on third and short and or medium. Seven of those were converted for first downs. Okay, in 2017, tight ends for Utah had a total of nine um, catches. He had nine touchdowns alone just last year. This dude can outrun linebackers. He's a physical specimen of a mismatch all over the football field because of what he is able to do against the linebackers. He's line, He's able to line up against the cornerbacks as well. He's a mismatch in the red zone. He's going to be a massive mismatch. Six, six targets in the red zone, four catches, two touchdowns. Another impressive stat as well. Um, one that another one that jumps off the rail to me is 34 catches last year. He had converted 34 catches into 21 first downs, which is another impressive thing. Now, folks, for me, whenever I look at his stats, I'm, I'm thinking I watch a little bit of his tape, very minute tape. But then, of course, you look and you and you see what everybody else is talking about when it comes to Keithy. And the one thing that he needs to prove upon is his run blocking. You know, as a tight end, you have to be able to run block in order to stay on the field because you never know with the hurry up offense and as fast paced as the NFL is these days, you never know when a run play is going to convert into a pass play and vice versa. So if he can approve upon that, which I truly believe that this kid can because they were talking about how his year over year had already improved. So if we go into another season of improvement, it's going to be insane to see. Now, we do have a, a, a few interesting tidbits but the Utes are only returning one of their 10 most valuable players from their 2019 squad. And then, obviously, you got Huntley gone, Burgess gone, Moss gone, Jalen Johnson, and Julian Blackman gone. All these guys are gone. So is he going to be able to produce in this new offense? And I think that they're just going to keep feeding this kid the ball. Keep feeding him, keep feeding him, keep feeding him, because he's got all the talent in order to be a star. And I'm telling you right now, Stoops and I were texting about it, and I was looking at it. I was like, this guy, if he has another year the way he does this year, there's no reason why he's probably not a, a tight end, what, three on the on the board right now. You have Brevin Jordan, and of course you have um, – God, I can't think of his name right now. Um, That's about Brevin Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, there we go. You got Pitts and Jordan at one and two, right? And then you've got Keithy here. So it's like – Wow. You know what I mean? This guy has all the capabilities of being a star on in, in the NFL. I mean, you know what? We talk about tight ends. We, we know that tight ends, you know, if you look at his stats, there's, I was looking at him. There's some games where he doesn't do anything. But in in tight end premium leagues, this guy is going to do a lot of wonders for you. They blew out UCLA. He had five for 132 and a touchdown. And his touchdown, he literally caught the ball, turned around. A cornerback tried to basically half-ass tackle him and then he just spun off the tackle and just ran the rest of the distance 69 yards touchdown boom he was gone and this kid has got unbelievable talent stoops you got anything to add here on keithy yeah i got a little bit so it, it's he's a um he's just a phenomenal talent right he's used all around um when i was watching some other other clips on him they're talking when he was back in high school he was the running back he was the receiver he was a tight end, obviously. Like they used him anywhere they really needed him. Um, 
he he's just he's just versatile, right? I absolutely love that. And you even talked about big plays, right? You know how a tight end that can have big plays is absolutely phenomenal. Twenty one plus yards. Um, he had thirteen receptions there, and four of them went for touchdowns. Like that's huge. So when you have a tight end that's able to do something like that, I mean that just speaks volumes for their ability, their athleticism. I think he's someone that can really be utilized at the next level. So especially if you're in a tight end premium league, like this is a guy to really keep an eye on. I think he's gonna be. You know how we've got what probably a group of three maybe four tight ends in the NFL right now that people would consider kind of like I gotta have them in premium leagues I think this is one of those guys that you know we're talking again tight ends take a little bit longer at the NFL we're talking probably four years down the road so it's it's not anytime soon but if you're in a deep Debbie league or if you're anything like that like this is a guy to keep an eye on man he, he's gonna be someone I think is gonna transition well to the next level he's gonna be able to be used all around the field so the fact that he's so versatile it's just it speaks volumes for him right so I absolutely love him he is a guy um, that I'm keeping an eye on and you've you hit on everything else with it so it's it's been said it's just a guy to keep an eye on and I think Utah he's gonna be a focal point in that offense this year for sure like you were saying yeah, and the thing about it is they're losing so many guys, right? So it, it's, it's you know, and I understand guys are coming back in the process and stuff like that, but, you know, he's got to be that vocal point of that offense. And and whatever quarterback that is going to take over the position at Utah is – Jake is, Bentley. Right, right. So as soon as he walks in the door, he's already got that weapon that's going mm-hmm. to be versatile that really not just ups – you know, Keithy's game, but I think ups, you know, Bentley's as well. You know what I mean? So I'm excited to see what he does this year. Um, I'm excited to stay up until, you know, one o'clock in the morning to watch some of these games, because that's the only way we're going to be able to, you know, find any footage on any of these guys. But, um, you know, it was great talking about the Pac-12 and collective whole, right? There's a lot of talent here, right, Zeus? There really is. Um, And, you know, I try and we we obviously try to spread the talent out throughout different teams. And I've said it before. USC's got so much talent. They've got to step it up. Right. Um, There's some other programs. um, Oregon's got some young guys coming in. So but when you look at it top to bottom, there is Arizona State. You know, they've got some guys. So it's really it's a, it's a way, way better conference than what people are thinking, um, what, what they're giving credit for, but they're losing a lot of talent as well. So we're going to see a lot of new faces coming in, which is the exciting part, right? That's what we love to see. You know, when you hear the same names three, four years over and over and over, it's just part of the game. It is what it is. But when you see these new faces coming, that's the fun part to it. But man, this, this is a talented conference. I had a lot of fun, you know, diving a little bit deeper into some of these guys that we may not have really talked about before. Um, you know, being as they, they may be, you know, they were true freshmen last year. Now they're sophomores. So we're diving a little deeper than just the, the 2021 class. We're going, going deeper, had a lot of fun with it and definitely, uh, excited to see what the future conferences hold. Make sure to head on over to expandtheboxscore.com to check out all the tools, um, that we use on a week to week basis. Head on over to Twitter, give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990, give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore and give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See y'all later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.